welcome to the Compassionate Business Collective. I'm Alex Oakle, registered associate nutritionist turned compassionate business coach. I help wellbeing professionals build and scale their businesses with impact and without burnout. Join me every week for chats about business basics, online marketing, getting more visible, scaling with success, and more importantly, building a business in true alignment with your values and without compromising your own well-being. In this episode, I'm joined by Michelle from Word by Word Storytelling to chat about how to add storytelling to your marketing strategy. Hello, Michelle. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's nice to appear on someone else's podcast. It's been a little while since I've done that. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this um, episode. So for context, I've just been on Michelle's um, podcast as a guest. And now I am turning the tables on her and I'm going to interview her for uh, this podcast episode. And we're going to be talking today all about how we can introduce storytelling into our business and kind of into our marketing strategy, which I'm really looking forward to because I think it's something that I've been doing kind of subliminally and I really am excited to kind of dive into this. So let's just rewind a bit and can you tell us a bit about you and what you do? So hi, I am a journalist and people might know me online as a content marketer. Um, I started my marketing business when we were living in the UK for two years. We're now back in Australia. Um, so it's a bit of a like a wild, bit of a wild ride. But in short, I was a journalist before we moved to the UK. Then I started my business, which is now called Word by Word Storytelling. Again, a bit of an evolution over time as I figured out exactly what I wanted to do. And now that we're back in Australia, I do content marketing and a bit of journalism as well. So kind of just multi-passionate about a lot of things. But the, the main thread that sort of runs through everything, including my hobbies, because I adore reading and I am obsessed with TV shows, is storytelling in all these different forms, uh, whether that's me getting to tell someone else's story, helping people tell their own stories, or just like consuming fiction and non-fiction stories. So honestly, I'm just clearly obsessed with storytelling in so many different ways. Um, And so I think a lot of the sort of storytelling around business comes naturally because of that. Um, My own sort of writing why I wanted to become a journalist um, is just because I've always loved reading and writing and stuff so um, yeah a lot of that sort of came naturally just because of my interests and then um, yeah getting a lot of experience in the field writing every day learning a lot of different techniques um, different writing styles got really burnt out by that so when we moved to the UK for two years I was like right I'm just I'm not going to get a job in journalism. We'll just see where we end up moving for my partner's job. And, you know, I've got all these skills. Surely I can do something. And I started working with, um, we share a business coach. I started working with her and she sort of helped me figure out a little bit what I wanted to do. And it was all very experimental. Um, But yeah, I've definitely enjoyed now mixing the two and I find that both my journalism work and my marketing work definitely 
help inform each other. That is the very non, um, like I am much better with written words, clearly. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm very, very chatty, Kathy, when it comes to um, talking about things. So that's my like long and winding road of a a story into how word by word storytelling came to be. I love it. Yeah, so we both work with um, Holly from A Branch of Holly and she, I think one of her, she has lots of skills, <laughs> but one of her skills is definitely helping people like us, people who like loads of different things and are not really sure how to create a business out of it. Basically we're multi, like you said, multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate sort of people. And we're enthusiastic about a hell of a lot of things. Um, and I think Holly's been, well, she's been for me amazing. And it sounds like for you as well to kind of help you figure out how you can package that all up into one business and kind of into offers. So, um, yeah, I love, um, I love that, that thought as well. So, um, you've told us a bit about word by word storytelling. Um, I'm really interested to hear about how journalism kind of influences the stuff that you do day to day with, because, you know, you help, I guess, small and large businesses with their content creation and you help with podcasts and things like that. How does the journalism side of things kind of um, influence that work and help you, you know, be a great online marketer as well? So I think the main thing for me is I mainly work with small businesses because I really enjoy the person behind the small business, I guess. So I love hearing about why people started their business um, and why it means so much to them, especially with like, you know, small product based businesses and stuff. I want to know everything about how they do it, how they got into that. You know, I have friends now through Holly I've met, you know, who are candle makers, who are artists. And I I just love, I, I think the thing is... <laughs> I love hearing what people are obsessed with and what they love, even if it's not particularly my thing. And that's something that's definitely served me well as a journalist because, you know, you will you will get asked to do stories about things that you don't really care about. Um, but there's something so wonderful about seeing someone else's face light up with this passion. And so in in both areas of my work so as a journalist I want to communicate that to our to our audience and and literally just share their story with the audience but when I'm helping people with their marketing I either am helping them by crafting that for them or helping them feel confident enough to share that and I think it's just I I think being a journalist was such a good starting ground for me because I you know by the time I finished working there in five years, I had over 5,000 pieces published on our website. And so I've done thousands and thousands of interviews with all different walks of life. And I think it really helped me to just be able to communicate with people and hopefully in most cases get to the heart of their story or find an interesting story. And a lot of people you know, we were talking about visibility before when, when you were on my podcast um, and, you know, people might feel like they have nothing new to say or they don't have anything new to add. Like, hell, I even feel like that sometimes, you know. I was listening to you talk about your slow business framework and I was like, oh my gosh, do I have anything to add on this? I don't even know. So it's it's only natural that we doubt those things. But the thing that being a journalist has shown me is that we literally all have something interesting to say and we all have an interesting thing in our lives or an interesting take or an interesting opinion on things, even if we don't. Um, So practically, 
the interviewing skills that I've <laughs> developed, especially, you know, if it's uh, drawing some answers out of a really sulky teenager because I really need this story to finish you know, I've got a deadline, I need to get this stuff done. Um, or even just the, the idea of um, going to a police press conference and just condensing all their police language into how normal people speak. I think things like that have, have meant that when it comes to writing marketing copy, even though I've not trained in marketing per se, I've come to it from this sort of sideways angle it means that I can really help people clarify their message and, you know, strip away the jargon because when we work in any industry, you know, we have this assumed level of knowledge and sometimes we need to break that down and just speak the way that, you know, maybe our audience speaks or our potential clients speak. You know, they might not be coming to you saying, well, I really want to know about SEO, but they might be saying, I need to be more visible. I need people to see me online. So you want to start with language that they understand. And I think that was like always drummed into us as journalists, you know, making sure that you're using the right language. That's obviously been super helpful. And then, as I said, being able to draw people's stories out of them has helped me help them tell their story to help them see that they have a story um, or to, if I'm writing copy for them, to find those interesting little bits of personality that I can bring in. Um, that make them sound like a, a human behind their website and not, you know, just like a copy and paste corporate brand or anything because really that's the that's the magic of us as small business owners, isn't it, is that we're not some gigantic corporate brand. We are people with, you know, weird and quirky interests and so I love being able to help people explore those in their copy and in their com content and like feel comfortable doing so. Amazing. I think that that is something that I hugely try to help my clients with and you are definitely more of an expert on it than I am, but telling, you know, how they're kind of reassuring. I think people that they do have something to say and they do have a story and they do have an interesting perspective on whatever it is that they're doing. People just kind of think, well, I'm just, I'm just a nutritionist, but we've all got our own yeah, unique story behind us. And we need to be sharing that um, with our audience to build that connection. And, you know, I work with wellbeing professionals. So often these people are spending like 50 minutes at a time with someone in a one-to-one -one setting and you know the client wants to like you because that's a lot of time to spend with someone so by sharing our story and sharing our perspective it's a really great way to connect with people um you know whether they are clients already or whether they're potential clients and when it comes to like our if we look at like a website copy or you know our promotional copy in terms of like instagram or whatever we're sharing emails and stuff like that i think sometimes if you are just starting out as well you might feel like it's sort of quote-unquote unprofessional to share those things or that you have to have a certain tone. And again, this comes back to embracing the fact that you are a human in a small business and that's your unique selling point that will make people like you and more importantly than make people you know, want to come to you that first time if, if you've got in-person appointments but building that relationship and trust as you said so that you know they keep coming back to you and they recommend you to their friends mm -hmm. definitely I really really resonate with that feeling like you need to 
speak in a very quote-unquote professional way Um, and I find that a lot of people who I work with and I'm definitely guilty of this in the past were actually speaking to other people in their profession rather than potential clients because they kind of were nervous about looking like they don't know what they're talking about by being unprofessional again quote-unquote so um, I think that's really really interesting to strike that balance and have that confidence um, within yourself and your in your own story so why do you think that marketing ourselves and our services can feel so icky as small business owners? Like, why do we find it so challenging? <laughs> well, I think for a lot of us as women, um, we've probably spent a long time feeling like, you know, we are meant to behave a certain way. And sometimes, I mean, I can certainly only speak for myself here, but, and, and, you know, anecdotally things that I've seen from other women, but sometimes that can feel like we don't want to take up as much space. And so actually promoting ourselves and asking for the sale, even in a really gentle way, can feel really weird. Like, we're just not sort of geared to do that sometimes. And I mean, that obviously isn't necessarily gendered either men can experience that as well but I do also think there's probably a reason why it's called bro marketing and I think we can all picture the sort of person who does that when we hear the term bro marketing and so when we experience that kind of so bro marketing too is very, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. I just, it's like a feeling really that sort of really pushy, um, almost sort of sleazy sales. Like that's how it feels to me anyway. Um, if we're being on the receiving end of that, we might sort of feel like that's what sales is and we don't want to be that person. So, you know, that might hold us back a little bit as well of being like, oh, I don't want people to... Ooh, I don't I don't want people to think that I'm being sleazy. Um, and, you know, I had a really interesting conversation with Joanne from Creative Flow Collective and I'll I'll send you the link to the episode to include if, if that's okay because it was so interesting and that was about sales confidence and she said, you know, we can also sort of feel when, when it comes to sales that we, we are a bit scared of that failure but we're also a bit scared of that success so there can be some of that ickiness around you know what if I market myself and then people think that this is silly or you know Susan from my high school class sees it and thinks that I'm stupid or whatever and like I know those these are all feelings that I have had as well um, but yeah, for, for me, the, the biggest thing has been the taking up space and the actually feeling okay to ask for things and to kind of sell in a way that doesn't feel like bro marketing and feels like it's aligned with who I am as a person. But it has meant pushing out of my comfort zone a little bit and getting a little bit more confident in saying, hey, this is what I do. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's why it can feel a bit icky. And a lot of those things that might pop up on our Instagram feeds and stuff are those sort of bro marketing things of like quick hacks that are going to help you make lots of money. And, you know, if you follow those things, they might make you feel a bit icky if they don't align with your values and the way that you want to do business. And mm-hmm. that being off can lead us to feel like marketing in general is really icky. So I guess, and, and I've totally done those things before as well when I was starting out. So, 
you know, I guess for me now the the whole thing around, you know, my podcast and everything and, and the the content that I put out is sort of helping people see that they can choose what they want to do um, in their marketing and it doesn't have to, to it doesn't have to follow a certain format. Um, and I know you're very much the same as well in terms of choosing how you run your business. So for me, it's like the marketing side of things. It can be joyful and fun and it doesn't have to feel icky. If you want to launch an online service or digital product, then you need my latest workshop, Let's Launch the Launching Blueprint. This live workshop is for wellbeing professionals who want to move away or reduce one-to-one -one time with clients by creating group programs, people who want to sell out their online launch with an overwhelm-free blueprint, people who want to supplement their income with passive income from eBooks, courses, and other digital goods, or anyone who wants to launch an online service or product with a bank. In this two hour workshop, where you will learn the four part framework for launching an online service or digital product, you will figure out how to know what your clients and community actually want to purchase, how to create excitement for your service or product, how to effectively market without annoying your audience, and how to sell without feeling icky, as well as understanding the metrics from your launch to make your next launch even bigger. So join me for the Let's Launch the Launching Blueprint workshop. And the next day available is the 23rd of February at 2 p.m. and there are limited spaces available. So head down to the show notes or to alexogle.com slash workshop shops. Tell us a little bit first of all about how you kind of define storytelling in terms of, of within a marketing strategy like what does that really mean to you because I think I've got an, an idea of what I think it means but I'm interested in your perspective. Okay Ooh. okay this is a good one so um, I sort of think about business storytelling in terms of weaving your personal experiences opinions and viewpoints into your sort of educational or promotional material so I talk a lot about content marketing which is more of that like here's an educational valuable blog post that could stand on its own but also relates to your business like that's content marketing in a nutshell I guess like something that is still valuable by itself, but relates back to your business. So for me, the storytelling part comes into that where you're not necessarily taking up the whole post with your experiences, but you are bringing in those experiences. So for example, when you were talking to me about your slow business framework on my podcast, that was very heavily guided and influenced by your own experience with burnout and for me that storytelling is what people can connect to because if I'm listening to that and I think oh my gosh yeah I've I've experienced those feelings as well like I automatically want to know more than someone who just kind of has a I guess, again, to bash the corporate idea, but like a bit more of a corporate, like this is how you should do business. This is the framework. Like, again, I want to know the people story. So for me, business storytelling is more about just digging into yourself and your experiences to find the, like the human stories. But the business and strategy part of it comes with tying those back to your values and relating them in some way to 
how your audience is feeling. So that's where it's like that. I guess that's the strategy for me is like, we've all got stories, you know, I could tell you about the wedding I went to on the weekend, but how does that actually relate to you and your business? You know, so it's about looking at that story and then looking at the frame or the lens that you can put on it to help your audience relate to the sort of main point of your content that you're trying to get across. Yeah, I think that's a nice word, like weaving those stories in to um, kind of illustrate a point or why you're putting a certain service together or why you offer this certain thing. And I really like that way of of thinking about it. Um, And I've talked about it just in terms of content there, but sometimes you'll put something out that's pure storytelling, you know, if that's the story of how you started your business or mm -hmm. the story of how things changed for you in your business or something like that. And that for me is like, purely a way to nurture your audience and storytelling is is I think the best way to do that because again it's that human connection but in terms of business storytelling I do like to kind of try and think about bringing that into almost everything whether that's a promotional thing or as I said a full-on here's the story of my business and it's and it's much more you based um or whether it's like a little snippet of something in a promotional email for example like it doesn't have to just be little bits it can be bigger bits in there if that makes sense can you give us some i suppose like kind of practical tips of how we can start bringing storytelling into our marketing to help us build those genuine connections with our clients yes so the first thing i would say is give yourself some time put it on the calendar and you know sit down make yourself a nice drink or something put favorite music on get the get comfy and sort of get yourself set up so that you're in a nice environment and then have a think about and just start to jot down some stories around your business and it can sound it can sound weird when you say oh just put down stories but start to think about things like what led me to starting my business or what led me to this major change in my business if I pivoted? So for example, like let's use you as an example, Alex, that could be your experience with burnout and how that, so you can just put down, you know, burnout helped me, da, 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 da. You know, you just start jotting down things that come to mind. So you could look at it as what have been successes for you, what have been like major turning points in your business or in your life even. Um, and what have been some of the sort of most challenging things that you've had to go through and how have you overcome them Um, and what have been the things that bring you the most pride or the most joy. At this point, sort of just try and get the ideas down, just brainstorm them, what sort of thing, and then you can start to go back through and think about, well, how could I talk about that in a way that relates to my business? Um, so again, Alex, your example is, is a really obvious one because your experience with burnout has literally helped shape the way that you want to do things in business. Um, but I guess, you know, it could even be something as simple as the time that you, I don't know. Okay. I'm just going to make up an example, but like, (laughs) it could be something like you might write down, well, once I left dinner with friends early so that I could go film a reel for Instagram 
and I felt really terrible for it after. Um, and, it, and, you know, it made me realise that I was giving all my energy to Instagram and ultimately that changed how I wanted to view things. That's a really little story um, and it doesn't even have to be a massive turning point. Maybe at that point you didn't even notice that it wasn't till later that you realised that that was like a, a red flag or something. Um, so start to think about, like, how could I tell that story and how does that relate to what I do so for me that might be like and I, I haven't done that by the way but you know <laughs> I've definitely sat on my phone during dinners and stuff so let's use that you know example of I've given up time or I've let Instagram take up time from my family so that I could post something um, but maybe I tell that story to show how now I will schedule things in advance or I will skip posting on Instagram because I've realised it doesn't matter as much as some other parts of my business. The first thing would be to sit down and just let your mind wander. Like think about things that happened at school, things that happened at university. Like you will no doubt have stories that come up when you think about challenges you faced in your business, challenges you faced in life. Um, So overcoming adversity is a great sort of type of story that we love to to read as humans um and you know celebrating like achievements and stuff how did you feel then and the thing for me with all of these as you start to dig into them you've got a little bit of a list there of a couple of stories you know is to start to think what emotions are associated with those because it's the emotion that will help connect people so someone else might never have experienced that particular situation but if for example that particular situation is like you know you're in a funeral and your phone rings or something like that might not have happened to you Alex but the shame of that if you talk about and talk about the shame and hone in on that emotion that is something that someone else will have felt even if they haven't been in that situation and they can sort of relate it to their life have a think about maybe some frequently asked questions that you get if you're a service-based business you know in consultations or something how do you usually respond to them like are there things where you give examples from your everyday life um you know are there if you've got products and stuff like are there reasons behind your desire to do things a certain way um yeah just trying to get all those ideas out and then you can sort of come up you'll probably come up with like a little bank of ideas of your main story talking points if that makes sense so a couple of big stories so again Alex to use you as an example one of your main ones that you can explore in lots of different ways would be your experience with burnout. Like there's so many different facets of that. You can go back to that story again and again. And there might be some other littler stories that you can bring in at different times as well. But I think you'll come up with kind of a little, you'll start to get like a little bit of a bank and it won't be quite so daunting once you've got that. And once you start getting used to that as well, I think you'll probably find that you notice that you'll start to notice a way of looking at things as stories within your business throughout your day if that makes sense like as you're just going and working with patients and stuff something will happen and you'll be like oh that's a that's like a that's an interesting little story or that's when if you start to have those moments that's when your notes in your phone is like your best friend I'm always Mm -hmm. jotting things down to be like 
I need to tell this story. So I, I do a lot of the storytelling things in my email newsletter um, because I find that's more personal. Absolutely. And that's something that I um, say to my clients because something that I do is with my email marketing, um, I, when, I was, when I'm struggling to think of things, I just think back to the calls I've had that week. And I think, was there anything that really like just kind of spoke to me or kind of, I don't know, just something that just came up that was of interest. And then I'll just say, this is what happened this week in clinic. If I'm talking to like nutrition clients or if I'm talking to business clients, I'll say, I had a really interesting call with someone and they actually reminded me of something that I've been thinking about. And I just go off from there. And I think so many people think they don't have stories in them, but just think back to what happened, a funny thing that happened to you in the week and you can make a post or an email out of it, like I promise. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And when I say like, try and relate it back to your business, not everything literally has to relate to your services, but again like I know you're a huge one for knowing your values in your business so at least relate them back to your values and as I say the main thing is to sort of pinpoint what the emotion is um, so that you can convey the emotion to people as well. Let's finish up by you giving us one piece of advice that will help us create that content that really connects with our audience. So I would say the biggest thing is to think about your audience and yourself as a human, a human first, a person first. And when you're thinking about how you're going to approach things, like, yeah, of course, we don't want to go too casual, but maybe think about like, what would you tell someone if you sat down to have coffee with them? How would you approach that conversation? And just remembering that, yeah, everyone who reads your website copy, for example, or your Instagram posts, like they are a human too, and they want to connect with the human behind the business that they're following. So just remember to to be yourself and, and to not to be afraid to, to let that show a little bit. Um, you don't have to put on this professional persona in your writing and in and that's where again storytelling can come in because you might sit down to coffee and say oh, I had the weirdest experience this week and start something that way you know that's that's excellent do that think about how you would approach a more relaxed situation with someone or alternatively if you still want to maintain that sort of uh sort of professional feeling think about how would you approach this if you were face-to-face with someone like in a clinic, for example, and they said this to you, like how would you say that to them and explain this to them in a way that they understood it? Just think about being a human first before being like a, a business. I love that. And something that I actually do because I find it difficult to write, I find it easier to kind of say how I'm feeling or say what I'm trying to get across. I sometimes do... Um, dictate and transcribe and I find that can be really helpful if you're feeling a little bit stuck like you're being a bit too clunky sometimes with words which is something that I find myself doing sometimes yes or if you're a journaler like I find it difficult again it's that blank page fear of like oh my gosh I have to write something that's going to be you know really good like I am a professional writer and I still feel this way after years and years it's like almost eight years since I started working as a journalist and I still get that fear it never goes away so sometimes if I'm trying to convey especially a more personal feeling around you know I've found as I said I've, I've found it difficult this year mentally sometimes to approach things in business 
And the easiest way if I'm feeling really muddled and like there's a lot going on in my brain is to just get out my journal and start writing in that because there's just something, the disconnect where you're like, no one's ever going to see this. I can just write. And then sometimes if I sit down to write my email, for example, I might just have that next to me and there might be little bits that I either pull out of it or that jolt jolt me to be like, oh yeah, that's how I was feeling with that thing and so I'm going to write about that so yeah if there if you feel intimidated by it just yeah even talking to a friend if you've got a friend and you can talk to them I find that unlocks a lot of ideas and then I frantically go and scribble them down (laughs) I know that the only way that you will ever improve is if you have something that you can edit because it will always be perfect in your head but if it stays in there then no one else is ever going to experience it and if you're in in business to sort of help people and to promote your business if it stays in your head then you're not going to do either of those things so sometimes it is really daunting to to know that what you're going to write isn't always going to reflect what's in your head at first but you can get there like trust me worked with so many editors you can absolutely get there you just have to trust the process as difficult as that is absolutely I love it. I think that's such a nice way to finish this episode is reminding ourselves that we are human and imperfect progress is still progress so I absolutely love that um so thank you so much Michelle for being on the Compassionate Business Collective podcast where can people find you and get to know you and your services so I am word by word storytelling on Instagram and my website is the same so it's wordbywordstorytelling.com if you join my emails they are notes from the margins notes from the margins of my business and life thank you so much um, for being on the podcast it's been an absolute pleasure